and I just learned the best spell of all. What's that? Sleep. Good evening. Welcome to My Alchemical Bromance. I'm Eric Arneson. And I'm Joey Harrison. And tonight we're not actually going to be on the podcast because our Grand Lodge tells us that we cannot communicate Masonically with unrecognized lodges. So instead we've brought on a guest host, the amazing and mostly bald Cadman Webb. Say hi, Cadman. <laughs> hi, Cadman. Uh, and so uh, we're leaving. We're going to leave you in control of the podcast. We're going to go drink some beer around the corner, and then we'll be back. Sounds like a good plan. All right. Bye. All righty. <laughs> bye. So, hi. Hi. Uh, as you have just heard, my name is Cadman, and I am filling in for recording here on My Alchemical Bromance. Uh, tonight, we are talking about masonry, uh, about which I know nearly nothing, so this is an exciting trip for me. <laughs> And uh, discussing the inclusion of females, women, into... What? Oh, what did I do? Nothing. You're fine. We're just... We'll fix it in post. <laughs> uh, so we, we are talking about masonry with uh, Heather and... Valerie. Valerie, who are here today. <laughs> Hello. Hi. Thank you for that introduction. It was fabulous. Uh, I'm glad you think so. <laughs> uh, so, before we get into this, um, let's learn a little bit about you. Uh, where, From where do you hail, and uh, what lodge are you in? Uh, my name is Heather Fulton. I am um, part of Seattle Evergreen Triangle, which is in Seattle. And we are both part of Le Dois which is um, Freemasonry for men and women. And I am Valerie Espinoza, and I am from California. So my lodge is Amor Sapienza, which is in Pasadena. Cool. And what ranks do you hold? Ranks? Is it ranks? Uh, degrees. Degrees. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what degrees do you hold? I am a Master Mason, third degree. Okay. And I'm a fellow craft, second degree. Cool. So, oh, and uh, because it's part of the theme, we should ask, what are we drinking tonight? Ah, yes. So, we have a Crater Lake handcrafted pepper vodka infused with fresh peppers. And it is delicious. It's quite peppery. Yes. Yeah. Peppery. Peppery. Uh, yes. I've... I've noticed that it's, it uh, somehow manages to, like, cover the burn of <laughs> drinking straight vodka with the burn of eating straight peppers <laughs> in a way that is remarkably soothing. It blends well together. Yeah, it really does. Uh, and now that I've had plenty of that, I'm on water, which is thankfully tasty. <laughs> So, shall we uh, completely, inarticulately segue into our next portion of this talk? Smooth. Thank you. Yes, wonderfully done. Uh, so, the first question um, that is on my mind, having learned just a little bit about masonry today, is, um, and I understand if this is considered crass, uh, 
but it apparently comes up with embarrassing frequency when discussing the existence of female masons and mixed gender lodges. So, how do you handle bare breasts during initiation? <laughs> uh, are there topless ladies in your yes, lodges? We do all our rituals completely naked. And we don't know why more uh, males don't join. It's weird. We can't understand it. It's strange. It's really bizarre. It's really strange. Okay. Just kidding. No. Oh. <laughs> no. no. I mean, I'm so like... He was I am prepared. He was going to join. Really. I'm absolutely prepared to believe anything that you say right now. Uh, and like... This is great. What yeah. I enjoy is stories. So feel free to fill my head with all sorts of... Nonsense? Uh, if you Magical want. nonsense? Shh. Absolutely. Fabulous. On it. You want to take it? Sure. Go ahead and then I'll jump in after. (laughs) So we uh, do not go topless in our lodge. The ritual um, mentions bare breasts, but nothing specifically about nipples. Yeah. And as uh, a friend of mine, actually Mary Newhall from our lodge in Seattle, Triangle in Seattle, pointed out if we took the uh, rituals literally none of us would make it through the third degree so uh, (laughs) you don't actually um, go topless but what we do is we uh, leave the rest of the breast from above the nipple um, somewhere around there whatever is comfortable for people up so the entire shoulder is bare arm um, you know from the neck down to across the chest. I'm making motions like a, here, like which halter. nobody can see. It's like a halter top, and men yeah. just don't get fashion, so it's no surprise well, that this is a question, and it's like their number one question. It's like the burning question. Yeah. Which is surprising that they haven't come up with better questions. <laughs> just kidding. But not really. <laughs> so to me, it looks like you're gesturing in a way that sort of outlines the shape of a toga as worn by like fraternities. Bingo! And that seems yeah. like a very reasonable garment for anyone to wear. That's kind of the point of a toga, now that yeah. I'm thinking about it. Yeah. So, okay. Perfect. So, like yeah. attire enough. is not really a big issue, then. You wear clothes, is what it yes, sounds like. Yes, we wear clothes. Unfortunately, <laughs> oh. sorry to, to bust any Mm. <laughs> fantasies that may have been floating around out there. I mean, like, <laughs> we've, we've, we've all, never mind. We can get into that. We can move on, I think. I think we've yes. answered okay. the question. So, uh, to be more serious about, like, masonry as a whole, I wish I had more vernacular for this. You're doing but wonderful. let's discuss terminology. Uh... So, are some of these terms that I am going to read off of this list uh, offensive to you in any way? (laughs) And, like, are some more than others? Uh, Let's, I'm just going to, like, read them off and then, like, get your initial reactions to them. And then maybe we can discuss the list as a whole if there's anything interesting in there. Uh, Clandestine. No, I mean, it's in our obligation as much as anybody's. Uh, I think he's talking about in reference to our lodge, like somebody calling mm. us a clandestine order. Mm, no, I don't, I don't take offense to it. To me, I, I don't take offense. Offense would be rather pointless at this point. I think we all understand why we're in these positions and how we got here as a 
society, it's frustrating in some ways that we still have these variances, but it's completely understandable at the same time. Clandestine, I think, specifically because it is in parts of our ritual um, as a term that you would not, you know, countenance or mm-hmm. um, and otherwise communicate with someone who is part of a clandestine group. It's difficult to... I don't enjoy hearing us referenced as such. But it's I not enjoyable, but it's yeah. acceptable. I mean, yeah, it, it is what it is, you know. Yeah, I've been called worse, I guess. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> I was about to ask you as a Mason or as a woman, but I really don't want to get into that conversation <laughs> Just right say now. Mason. <laughs> Just say uh, Mason. Okay. Just leave it at that. Word, so, okay, so, uh, word B is irregular. Prefer that one. That, I, I prefer that one over clandestine uh, because we're not regular. You know, we do things a little bit differently, and uh, differences kind of make the world go round. Mm-hmm. So it's more agreeable. Yeah. yeah. I would agree. Okay. Uh, regular. Preferred. <laughs> I mean, no one's going to call. I would prefer that, but I don't. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't care. Okay. I mean, I like I care, but like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, like, there's bigger fish to fry. So if yeah. somebody, I I really don't uh, I don't know how this would go. If somebody like came up to you and referred to you, like asked you, so like, are you a regular Mason? Yeah. Like, what would that mean to you? I would say, um, yes, I am. And then they would look at me crazy. And I'd be like, I okay, I'm a regular comasonic. I mean, if that makes people feel, I mean, in the bottom one, we are regular. Yeah. Like okay. in our order, we are regular masons. Yeah. Um, we feel we do the same work. Um, we're very serious about it. Um, we're very passionate about it. So to us, it's regular masonry. There's, you know, really, we don't see the difference. Yeah. Properly so, yeah. dedicated. And- yeah. Regularly assembled and so like, insofar as a an individual could feel like a mason, you guys feel like masons. <laughs> yeah, insofar <laughs> okay. as one could, we do. Because like I don't feel like a mason at all. <laughs> oh, that would be weird. <laughs> that would, it would just be awkward. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, that would be. So <laughs> perhaps this is a good segue into my next word. I don't know. Recognized. Also, great. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's not really offensive, but it's frustrating because uh, we work really hard. Most of us in the order um, take it very, very serious, and, and we bleed it. So to not get that recognition can be frustrating, but when you step back and just think of the world we're in and the society and just how far we've come... I mean, we just had a woman run for president. That's never happened before. So, you know, just take it with a grain of salt and pray that society shifts a little bit over the next coming, you know, year or century. (laughs) Century, maybe. Yeah, I'll take either, but yeah. But this is is how we would feel about being called recognized, right? Uh... Or is it not? I assume so. I, I read the question verbatim, and as we've discussed, I, 
It's like, fine. I really don't understand the nuance. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I guess we can get into that a little bit more. Like, would you like to be recognized as Masons? Like, walking around on the street and have someone go, Oh, hey, I bet oh, that's a Mason. No. <laughs> no. Or, like, so it's a matter of, like, being recognized as Masons by other Masons from other lodges? There are Grand Lodges that will recognize... They will consider Lodges recognized or okay. unrecognized. So this is like some sort of a it's formal just a process. Term. It's a formal it's very political. Term. Okay. It's and, very political. Yeah. And no, we do not... I mean, I won't speak for you, but I'm looking at you and I'm assuming we're kind of on the same page. So. Like, we're not walking around looking for recognition or affirmation or approval. Yeah, like no. But, you know, like, if we wanted to... Like, so let's say there was an interesting... Uh, lecture going on at the local lodge and it would be nice to be able to go and sit in on it and be recognized as a fellow mason that's more what i what i mean by like their recognition yeah maybe i understood you wrong but that's what i meant like yeah to be recognized as brethren as you know okay yeah like you you feel that you all like work in the same space like share many of the same ideals as part of this masonic community mm-hmm. and you would just like for parts of that community to be like yeah you are like we are all masons together i i mean yeah that would be great then you know we can uh spread more knowledge and uh, learn from each other and um uh you know, as a community, be able to, like, reach more through volunteering, through services, through charity, you know, it's, it's, co-masonry um, is, is quite small in the United States compared to um, traditional masculine masonry, so we don't get to reach as many um, uh, uh, people or, um, you know what I'm trying to yeah, say. Yeah, like, well, okay. I mean, a perfect Platform. example is that I travel from Portland to Seattle every month, which is a three and a half hour drive to go to a, a lodge, Triangle, but, mm-hmm. um, and Valerie actually flies to L.A. from Portland. Yeah, so if, if we were recognized, we could go to, you know, a stone's throw away from our house lodge and be active in it and, and um, work with them, and that would be great. So. But, so, if I'm to understand this correctly, because the lot, your local lodge, uh, is not a part of an order that includes women, you can't participate in events and gathering and work that they do there. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And and that is like a question of like being recognized by that lodge as somebody who yeah. is part of their by community. Their, by their federation. Uh, all right. All right. So uh, how does this reflect on, I'm, being, I'm beginning to see how these like topics flow together on keyword mainstream dot 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 masonry I don't I've never actually heard that term used so I don't Mainst- have a personal um, I've, ha- I've, ha- I've heard it used um, mainstream they're like well it's traditional masculine masonry um, with the American Federation and they consider themselves to be mainstream masons um, it's heard a lot in the east probably why you haven't heard a lot of it here mm-hmm. Um, and in California, I've heard it quite a bit. Uh, so it's just like, you know, what it is, mainstream. And I mean, I don't really take it off. 
offensive because that's yeah. you know it's like the original that's okay common it, you know it's not like common. there's common. some sort of radio station of top 40 mainstream Mason <laughs> pop hits. I don't think so. Okay, because I... Now I hope that happens. I do. Maybe we can convince these guys to yeah. make it yeah. make it happen. Eric and everybody else, when you're listening to this, <laughs> make that it is your next project. All right, I want to hear a cover, a Masonic-themed cover of Wannabe on the next episode. <laughs> I don't even know what that I, is. I lied. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> well, you might. Uh-oh. Careful what you wish yeah. for. Okay, so <laughs> like... Make it happen. To, to get back into what we're actually talking about instead of pop hits, uh, there is, like, there are some people who will refer to as, like, masonry from the area or from the, like, lodge lineage at, of, like, a single point or area of origin as, like, the mainstream masonry, or did I completely mishear that? I don't even know what you just said. Great. <laughs> Let's move on. All right. Uh, what is liberal Freemasonry? I guess we are. <laughs> that's another one of the listed ones you're that asking. That is on we... my list, and that's what I'm asking you. I'm assuming it's it's us. Uh, I, I, I mean, I think I think in any group of people, I mean, at least in our current zeitgeist, you have liberals and conservatives or at least some sort of scale therein mm. and I, when I hear liberal freemasonry I think it's mostly referring to the way you might refer to the left politically um, so I, and I might be wrong again I, there's some of these terms that like I just haven't heard a whole lot um, but I'm assuming that it would just be referring to the left effectively uh, Democrats or you know liberals in general um, and the sort of, like, masonry that would come along with that branch of thought, um, which I certainly would not be offended by. I mean, I definitely am liberal myself, but um, I also don't in any way think that that applies to our order. Like, there, we welcome all people of any school of thought, religion, what have you, and we're all working, you know, we're all working together towards the same goals and doing the same ritual so it's probably not applicable but i'm not gonna fight it <laughs> well even in the um traditional mainstream masculine masonry you know you have different orders that are conservative and liberal um we were just talking about this earlier uh before the before the podcast i'm sorry about how in the south they're super conservative uh masonic lodges and they are uh, beginning to de-recognize Prince Hall Lodges as well as, um, you know, homosexual uh, males. So, you know, mm -hmm. you can even take it one step further and say that those are very conservative lodges, whereas, you know, a lodge probably in the Portland area would be a little bit more liberal in accepting um, the Prince Hall brothers as well as homosexual brothers. I would actually do a quick plug here for anybody listening. The Ex Oriente podcast is a group by uh, some fantastic male masons, brethren, um, who touch on these subjects. So if anyone would like to hear more from a, a group of 
like-minded folks on on the topics that Valerie just spoke about. Um, that's a really great podcast. They're a great group of guys. Exoriente. Club did not down. get any money for that. No. I promise. No, I actually like <laughs> pay money. <laughs> you pay money to hear it. But yeah, I've, I would agree. Um, so, different Masonic lodges are like very influenced by, I suppose this makes sense because it's true of everything. any community. Uh, they're like very reflective of the culture of their area because that's the culture of the people who populate it. And so, because you're all under this, like, umbrella culture of Masons, there are deviations of schools of thought within that. Yeah, absolutely. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, And we already, we we touched on it a little bit, because it's kind of impossible to talk about one side of a coin than the other. Uh, But the last item on my list of talking points is conservative Freemasonry, uh, which... It sounds like is very much culturally related to anything that has been like branded with the liberal conservative division mm. in yeah, our. They're they're uh, pretty rig not I'd say rigorous but they're pretty pretty rigorous <laughs> yeah they they're not gonna budge and if any um, of the masculine masonry organizations were to ever uh hopefully one day consider allowing you know women it would be more of the liberal orders than the conservatives the conservatives they're not uh willing to change anything um even if it's to their greater good you know well and i i I mean but i I also like it's a complex topic right like for sure. I've had this conversation with people over the years quite a bit, and, like, there's no individual that can change something like that. And the individuals that would possibly have views of it that go against the current status of things are putting themselves at risk by even discussing those sort of things. And it's kind of built into the system to, like, not... Um, for, for its own protection, you know? The original lodges were... Mm-hmm in the hills of people with swords standing and protecting from cowans and eavesdroppers and making sure that um, people throughout history have had a safe place to talk openly about what they learn in their travels or what whatever, where, you know, governments and the powers that be don't, aren't necessarily friendly in much more dramatic ways than what we're experiencing mm-hmm. now. So, like, it, it makes sense to me that it's been protected from uh, people that are not members and been very uh, you know, careful in who is welcomed in to such spaces. But now, um, at this point, you know, it's it's difficult because the, the male order is international. I mean, as are we. But if you're looking at wanting to make a change, you can make changes to your own group, but you are then separating yourself, potentially, from... You know, you're not just talking about Portland. You're talking about not just the South, not even just the U.S. You're talking about lodges in the Middle East, for example. Or, I don't know, I'm sure there are lodges in North Korea. Like, mm-hmm. um, So it's, it is a, I mean, allowing women is a, and not any change. Any change any to change, yeah. such a a complex system that has been around for so long and has many reasons for being 
um, as protective of itself as it is makes some sense in some ways. So it's, I agree that there is much that we could share uh, together as just as like-minded people in doing the work, but I also recognize it's a it's a difficult like process. Oh yeah, and... it won't happen anytime soon. I mean, just like the Prince Hall. I mean, it, it yeah. was a long time coming for for those brothers to to get recognized, and there's you know still some issues, and just like anything, it'll it'll take a long time to iron itself out, and for. Um, the Federation to really um, even contemplate the change. So, yeah. Yeah. Many years coming. But in the meantime, there's plenty of other (laughs) orders and groups and like-minded, you know, spaces where we can connect. Thankfully, yeah. Yeah. Co-Masonry has been uh, just a wonderful thing for me. And I know a lot of other women, not only women, but men too, who who really find it um, just the place to be. It's like home. Mm-hmm. And it's it's really wonderful when like any sort of community, whether it's masonry or an arts community or even like a, a community center or a, a church or a, a group of like people that meet at a bar every week. It's really nice to be able to turn a collection, like a random collection of people and a geographic location in which you reside into a place that feels like home. And, like, having a large group that connects you to people and ideas is a big part of that. Um, Yeah. So it it makes sense that finding that in Freemasonry is one of the things that brings you back and keeps you doing the work. Absolutely. So what was it that originally drew you to Freemasonry? Like, what was the thing that made you go, I'm going to be a Mason? (laughs) I went first last time, you went first this time. (laughs) Uh, Okay, well, there's so many things that brought me here. I've really been obsessed with Masonry and the symbolism involved within it for almost as long as I've been alive. So it it feels as though I've seen these things lifetimes over... um, it's just that instant recognition. And I never really understood what they were or why I was obsessed with them. You know, just completely drawn to the mysteries, theosophy, philosophy, geometry. These are deep-rooted um, within me. You know, these needs to find out who we are and, and why we're here. So um, I know we were do- here to do more than what I was previously doing. But um, I don't think the time was right Um you know, in my earlier days, I was living very um, haphazardly, <laughs> making my way through life. Um, and it was just this internal battle. You know, my soul and my mind weren't really seeing eye to eye, just feeling um, very lost. And um, I remember always um, seeing the, the Masonic lodges and having uh, male members of my family who were Masons and just being really heartbroken. Uh, because I couldn't join this thing that felt like it was part of me. Um, and I didn't really make the correlation at the time, but I wasn't ready. Um, I wasn't ready because I hadn't tamed like my, lower na- like my lower nature and tendencies just quite yet. Um, and it's just strange how um, as I got older and I, and I did change for the better, uh, you know, masonry 
even though I kind of gave up and was like, oh, forget it, I'll just never be, and like moved on with my my life, like sadly, <laughs> you know, masonry didn't give up on me. And it's just the minute that I changed myself for the better and like just really became a better person that the order of um, LDH found me, like really found me. So, you know, it, it's it's kind of like a seed waiting in the ground for like the right sunlight to pop out. Okay. You know? Yeah, it's a good analogy. Yeah. So, like, as as you were growing up, you had this familial connection to masonry, mm. and as you like grew into yourself as a person, uh, the the connection to it sort of found you, like, mm-hmm. as you were ready to step into what it is that you do. Yeah, and it, it so it, it's interesting because a lot of uh, people would be like, "Well, why don't you just join the Order of the Eastern Star?" And I was like, no, I'm not just going to be like, you know, this lady of a, you know, like, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. But something in my soul was just like, no, like stomped its feet. I know that feeling. I can, that's something like right in here. Yeah. just was like, it didn't resonate. I don't know how else to put it. Nothing against the Eastern Star. No, no, no. Beautiful organization. I have family in it and gorgeous and it's great. But it was. Just didn't call. Resonate, but it resonate in my cells of my body, you know, and and it's interesting because I don't, I mean, I don't see gender, and it's I know that's crazy, like I mean, it's not crazy, but I, I don't know, I just don't feel like I'm defined by it. To me, I think on a more intellectual level, aside from the emotional or physical state that occurred when I thought about joining that order and how it just didn't feel right. Um, if I analyze that a bit, um, I, I think, um, how to word this exactly? I think for me, uh, personal work and growth, and in my opinion, spiritual growth mm-hmm. is, uh, part of that is learning balance yeah. and, um, balancing your nature and we all have you know everything in existence has the masculine and feminine aspects to it um it's just the two poles and we certainly everybody embodies both masculine and feminine mm. and so it makes sense to me to be open to both of those energies both internally externally on the physical plane Absolutely. um so having i wouldn't want to if if i was whatever gender i was i wouldn't want to limit my own personal work um mm. to a single gender yeah. i just feel like having that balance in internally and externally is just important yeah exactly to me yeah so so what was it exactly that brought you to masonry in pursuit of that balance and personal development heather oh, my turn um so my story is a little wooier <laughs> but similar Um, I actually uh, growing up I grew up very um, fundamentalist Christian actually Messianic Jewish my family um, converted to when I was about 13 and I in my late teens just kind of like pushed all that aside when I can't deal with any of this none of this makes sense I'm a very analytical person so Mm -hmm. like I spent most of my youth reading the Bible again and again and trying to, like, rectify it, taking it literally and just finding contradictions and 
bumping up against walls, especially like trying to learn Hebrew so I could understand it more. And it just got to be too much. And then I was suddenly a teenager and parties happened and I set everything aside. And I think it wasn't until like, I guess it was like, if you believe in such things, my Saturn return. Um, and I was living alone for the first time. And I actually went through, I'd moved up to Portland for various reasons and was going through my first winter and it was a really dark period. And it was mm. like symbolic. Yeah, it was definitely the dark night of the soul. Yeah. Um, for me. And I also didn't have any vitamin D and like yeah. lived for, in a basement. <laughs> for uh, those good. who have never visited Portland in the winter, <laughs> uh, when daylight savings time hits, because we live in a valley, uh, it suddenly goes from getting dark at like 6 or 7 p.m. to very rapidly turning like midnight black at 4.30 to 5, sometime in mid-October, uh, which is very, very jarring for Super those of rapid. us who moved here from California. Like yeah. me. Me. And it's cold and wet, and it doesn't stop. Until July. Un- until then. July. Maybe August. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see this year. Um, so, as, as you might understand, it's rough. Yes. And I was going through my first one and um, didn't know to take vitamin D or anything else and had just moved up from very sunny, sunny Southern California. And um, ended up going inward quite a bit and analyzing like what was... When you're kind of... I was living in uh, my own apartment by myself and it was a basement apartment. It was a nice apartment, two bedroom, but still a basement apartment. And I worked from home and I just hardly got any sun. And I started kind of wondering like what was troubling me and I think you know what was stressing me out I mean ultimate ultimately part of it was definitely like not having the brain chemicals to like deal with the stresses of life um but what it made me do was like look at things that I I had kind of set aside such as my upbringing and my religion and what I believed about reality and the afterlife and just all these things that I'd been kind of raised with and um I had at that point in time, kind of, like, I had this moment where I looked up at the stars and realized, like, okay, this light that's hitting my eyes is, like, a bajillion years old. Like, the 5,000-year-old bullshit from my upbringing is not mm-hmm. going to fly internally anymore. So I <laughs> kind started of, like, asking questions. Asking questions. Logical yeah. questions. Logical questions. Seeking uh, logic. Yeah. Seeking logic, yeah. And towards the end of this, like, winter, I think it was in March, um, I had this, like really challenging moment where I came up against um, trying to figure out what it was I was doing, like what I was even seeking. I had this like, I could tell I like was desiring something like mm. internally. I could feel this that pull. like a pull. Yeah. And I just like sat in my room and like really went inward and looked at that and just like, tried to figure out what it was and realized that internally I was still praying like the Mm -hmm. way that I was interacting with this like trying to ask myself what I wanted was like in a praying to what I still had the structure of as like this terrifying you know godlike figure that was like ready to judge me at any moment and when I realized that wasn't what I wanted to interact with and I set that aside 
I asked myself, well, what, what are you seeking? Like, what are you, what do you want? That was basically what I was asking myself. And I just like sat there for probably like 20 minutes, like asking that over and over and over internally. The answers to the universe. Yeah. That's what you want. And I got this answer, this very clear answer. Mm -hmm. Um, I had my eyes closed and I saw this little like spark of light and I got this really clear word with like truth, which is a capital T truth. And I realized like, that's all I wanted. That's all I was trying to get at. Like, I don't want any of this, like, fluff and fill of people telling me this is what actually is. Like, mm-hmm. unless I can feel that it's true, like, fuck it. has to resonate with you. Yeah. And that was a very, like, for me, that was my, that was my initiation. Like, oh, yeah. That moment, We I get was initiated like, okay. way before yeah. initiation. I mean, way before. Yeah. Exactly. And that leads you on the path. Right. Like, that's the knock on the door. That was the knock on the door. Yeah. And within, I think, two two hours I went back to my computer and I was like working this was just my lunch break at home (laughs) and I was finishing out my work day and I remembered that um there was actually a Rosicrucian video that I had seen that reminded me that it had been talked like there were um it was an image of a rose and there was like no, it was actually just a rose in this video and the sunlight and something about the memory of that video and this little spark of light that I'd seen um, made me Google that. And I remembered that my um, grandfather and great-grandfather and his great-grandfather on my mother's side, the Whitlock family, um, had all been Freemasons. Mm. And on my father's side... Up above him, going back. Yeah. It was just long-standing in my family. Yeah. So when I when I did this Google search, um, Freemasonry came up, and I went, "Oh yeah, I have a. I wonder what that's about." Like I remembered I had like a family tie to mm-hmm. this, and my um, mother had actually just passed away, and my father, who is not a Mason and believes it is the devil, <laughs> um, is he the Christian fundamentalist? He is the Christian fundamentalist. Yes. Yeah. Um, Anyway, he gave me, because he didn't want it in his home, my uh, grandfather's uh, briefcase and this little wallet that he had, and it just had an extensive amount of his, um, just little notebooks and things and like, nothing, no Masonic secrets, but just like uh, pamphlets from talks and things that he'd been part of. Um, So I, I looked it up and I tried to find an order that would allow women and came up to the Eastern Star and didn't feel right didn't and everything, feel right. nothing felt right. I mm. actually ended up um, just Googling specifically Freemasonry for Women International and it brought up the La Dwahoma International site and I had to reach out to the um, I Federation, Federation yeah. in France, France. Mm-hmm. and they sent me to um, yeah. Seattle Evergreen Triangle. And so that was kind of what drew me in and then just talking when I talked to actually Angela and Wilson at the Seattle Evergreen Triangle for the first time because I was still very much like this feels right but I'm no idea very, what's going like, on yeah like I'm, and I'm like pretty analytical about things at this point so I was just like well I'm going to talk to people and check in with myself about it and they were just fantastic like we talked for probably like 45 minutes and we were supposed to mm. just do a quick phone interview and we just like ran off on esoteric topics and I was like yes this is I want to go talk with these people more <laughs> yeah that's basically what we do I don't know about your lodge but we basically work we do the ritual work and then we talk 
yeah. about esoteric, like random ass shit that's interesting and beautiful and try to grok, <laughs> to use a term from the book I'm reading right now, uh, Stranger in a Strange Land, um, grasp wholly uh, the truth of the universe and what the hell we're all doing. Yeah. Anyway, that's my, that's my long answer. Okay. Um, man, there are like two big subjects that I want to pick up on from these answers. Uh, the first, I hope, is a, a, a quick, a quick fill-in. Um, what is the, the, the Order of the Star? Was that the thing? Order of the Eastern Star. Order of the Eastern Star. What is that? And like, so you say that you found that on your path mm. to masonry and it didn't like click is that like is that <laughs> well, like the girl scouts to the boy scouts kind of thing okay so apparently how it started was and this is super sexist but this is maybe we shouldn't go here it's okay okay it was basically <laughs> the men didn't want their wives like pestering them or like want like, they wanted to know what their wives were doing. It was something along those lines. So they created this, like, mock uh, order, which doesn't perform rituals as far as I am aware of. But they do, like, like Here. prayers. And then they cook the food. I don't know. It's Here, something. Let, me, let me read to you from Wikipedia. Briefly. Okay, thank you. Wikipedia <laughs> knows all, by the way. So Order of the Eastern Star is a Masonic dependent body open to both men and women, established in 1850 by lawyer and educator Rob Morris, a noted Freemason. Um, I'm going to skip a little bit. Members of the Order of the, Order of the Eastern Star are age 18 and older. Uh, men must be master masons, and women must have specific relationships with masons. Originally, a woman would have to be the daughter, widow, wife, sister, or mother of a master mason, but the order did not. Uh, but the order now allows other relatives, as well as allowing Job's daughters, Rainbow Girls, members of the organi- organization of Triangles, New York only, and members of the constellation of Junior Stars, also New York only, to become members when of age. So it. <laughs> Regardless of the reasoning for why it was created, um, it was created in addition to masonry, but not within it. So it is an appendant body. Yeah, and they um, don't and they don't do the work. I mean, it's more. That is what I have heard. Yeah, I it, have, it's. I've, you know, I have never been. Um, Eastern. Yeah, just it, just I mean, I was drawn to the the work of the craft, and um, as a seeker, trying to like know the answers to the universe and the desire to be a better person about the best version of myself and then to inspire other people I just didn't find that that um, sat well within that those boundaries <laughs> it, it was not what I was looking for yeah um, I know there are a number of women from Eastern Star who come to talks locally and are wonderful members yeah. of the order um, as a whole and, like, the, and it fulfills them of, and they love it but yes yeah. some people are just we're all on different paths yeah, yeah. you know we all have our, our own ray you know? yeah. yeah it's it's not like anybody has made anything that is actually for everyone yeah exactly <laughs> so maybe water if you consider a creator but we're not going to go there. <laughs> that sounds like an entirely different talk <laughs> uh, so you mentioned, and this ties right back into what we were talking about before that little tangent, which 
thank you. That was very interesting. Um, the uh, your like draw to the craft mm-hmm. being like the thing that you do as masons is the craft. Yes. Yes. Great. Cool. I, I understand <laughs> I that, that he much. He doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> he could just tell him anything. He would. You really could. <laughs> We'll tell them about the ponies later. The ponies. You get, yeah. you get ponies? We all get a pony. That's the best. Man. Naked, yeah. naked ponies. Naked ponies. We ride them bare breast. It's <laughs> horrible. Okay, now it's starting to look more like I thought it might. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you and every other man on the earth. <laughs> I mean, okay. So, uh, so, so your craft, your uh, riding bare-breasted on ponies, or whatever it is you actually probably do. (laughs) And we talk about lipstick and butterflies the entire time. Okay, now I think you're pulling my shoes. shoes You've talked about way too many things that aren't shoes in this conversation to believe, for me to believe, that you actually just talk about shoes. Oh, you have a nice pair of shoes on. I do, but like, I was at a wedding earlier. Thank you, I try. Yeah, alright. Uh... If anybody would like to see a picture of these shoes, I might take one and have <laughs> Eric put it, put it on the website for me. I if there's a website. Should. I'm really unprepared. I, I, yeah. <laughs> we don't even know if there's a website. I had no idea. Next but question. We're going to make the, one. So the craft, uh, which is not talking about shoes. Uh, or, no. okay, or so ponies. it's not talking about no, no, shoes no. and ponies. No, no. Uh, but the craft of <laughs> Freemasonry, um, what, what was it that, like... That drew you to the craft in particular was it the uh, was it the like exploration of occult and esoteric elements or yes. okay <laughs> so like it was Hell more yes. the pursuit of that and who was around the pursuit of that happened to be the community more than it was like finding a community and in that community deciding to pursue that. Um, well, for me, um, yeah, like, I'm not about, I mean, (laughs) this sounds bad. I'm like, I'm not about fraternity. No, I am. And I, and I love that it's a fraternity of, um, brothers and sisters of like-minded people. Um, but it was definitely the, uh, lure of, and, um, I think this is kind of what separates us from traditional male mass, uh, uh, masonry is that we are a little bit more esoteric, um, mm-hmm. especially my my lodge because we practice yeah, the Lauderdale um, ritual. We're very esoteric, and it's you know all about the energies and and um, so that is what was the draw. Like I think if I if I had a choice now between you know mainstream masonry and uh, Ledroit Humane. I would probably stay with the Dry Humane. I wouldn't have even thought about mainstream masonry because of that. Yeah. I mean, I definitely, as per my long-winded tale... Your short, um, your short was, answer. <laughs> the shortest <laughs> podcast answer. Yeah. She'll be, like, edited down to, like, two seconds. I like it. <laughs> like, it was the winter, and... The end. Now I'm a mason. <laughs> I sought light... The end. The end. end. Um, But no, it's... Yeah, I think think partially because of our roots, being with Marie Durham and Annie Besant and... Charles um, Ledbeater. Charles Ledbeater. um, Certainly... George Martin. Right. These Um, are real names, right? No, we just made them up. (laughs) 
Juanito, Juanito Sanchez. He was he was right up there. That guy was great. He was awesome. <laughs> they were all a very um, esoterically minded group, mm-hmm. and there there are others that you can Google if you want to know who was all involved in the founding and real beginning of our order. It was it eighteen eighteen ninety? Yeah, ish ish. Um, in France, and uh, I think because, and, and certainly, um, as with any group, the thought processes and um, kinks, kinks, sure, let's go with kinks, kinks of the founders, um, well, no, but I mean, the leaders, the founders of any organization, be that a company or a country or a family or what have you, are going to weave themselves into that organization. Absolutely. And I certainly think that part of why women were originally allowed in in uh, France so long ago, in Le Guacamole, and then the foundation of it, um, was because there was a desire to, uh, among humans in general, to do this work. Um, and I think that that desire uh, was what kind of birth the order more so than um, is maybe necessary to join something that's already existing and has mm-hmm. momentum um, of its own you know you could you could join any number of groups and not have the specific challenges of flying to LA you know, mm-hmm. for <laughs> yeah um, just for sure. to find like-minded folk who it's can a, talk and, and it's they, they were um, searching answers and the means that they go about it um, were unique to them um, to the theos- theos- theosophists <laughs> yes say that word. theosophists that's a kind cool of word yeah and um, <laughs> they kind of started it and there's a lot of question about the you know the authenticity of co-masonry because of it um but i find that they really found a way to interweave it and it's to bring the spirituality back to masonry which i think was missing for a long time and and is still from what i understand missing in Mm -hmm. quite a lot of the masculine um, lodges yeah and I'm sure there are variances within our order as well. Same scales. as ours. Sure. But I also know that there are, for example, Esoterica Lodge here in Portland mm-hmm. is clearly an esoterically focused lodge. Truth in Yeah. No spo- spoiler alerts. It's, it's very esoteric. Yeah. And fantastically like-minded group of guys. And they're absolutely doing the work and on just as much of an esoteric path as anybody that I've met in our order and so it's a generalization certainly but I think for the purpose of this question we've answered it (laughs) I think we've exhausted it (laughs) so for you it was definitely like the pursuit of the work that Masons happen to do in in this like esoteric truth-seeking sense yeah that drew you to it. And it stands to reason that's why you, like, put so much effort into maintaining your connection, your connection to this community uh, to continue, like, pursuing this craft and expanding your knowledge and expanding the overall knowledge of your community of truth seekers. Mm-hmm. Um, because... You want to do this work, and you will go to like pretty serious lengths to do it. 
Like, this is... Yeah, I, I know that you are super newbie. You have no idea anything about masonry. <laughs> so I'll just, like, from, like, a little um, explanation of what it really is from, from my understanding is basically just the betterment of yourself and your soul so that you can, in turn, better humanity, if that makes sense to you. That, you know, like, that as a concept is pretty clear yeah and any group that dedicates themselves to that is just fantastic no matter yeah. how they do it i think so too yeah i would agree so uh tell me about like where you practice uh you you travel to great lengths to attend your lodges yes lodge okay <laughs> and just so everyone on the podcast knows we are starting a portland um, right now it's just a study group, but there is energy swirling about here. There's a the Dwarven study group here in Portland. Momentum happening Momentum here indeed. right now. Magic happening. Yeah. There's a Facebook page. <laughs> That's how it all starts. Ooh. All great things start with a Facebook page. If you wow. message it, I will probably respond to you, but you won't know it's me. What's the Facebook page? The <laughs> uh, Portland. Portland. Okay. Good to know. So, so your lodges um, are, what was the word, irregular. Yes. Uh, in that... Uh, <laughs> Just like, yeah, we are. Sure. We're totally irregular. Uh, so, you are not the only women at your lodge. No. <laughs> uh, what percentage of your lodge is female? Like, um, what's the mix? Right now, mine is like about... 87% female um, at this moment. And there's a lot of um, Masons who, and, and I know this happens in mainstream Masonry as well, um, where they initiate, they go up a degree, or they stay in the first degree, and then you don't see them for two years, and then they come in, and then, I mean, this just is what it yeah. is, you know? So the number could be greater, but just right now, um, where we're at and where we've been steady for about the last year um like we've you know been pretty regular with that number so, so more women than men right now in my lodge in uh california and that's more of a like who's there on a month-to-month -month yeah, basis like, than an overall like the membership. regular of our irregular lodge yeah. if you will the regulars <laughs> of our irregular organization okay regular irregulars <laughs> yeah like regular irregulars <laughs> like we're like a square within a circle Aww. and uh Oh, right, because you guys do stuff with geometry. <laughs> yeah. That's probably so symbolic. <laughs> it's probably symbolic, but I don't even know anymore. Uh, and how about your lodge, Heather? Heather? Uh, we are... You know, in the years that I've been there, we've definitely fluctuated. We've had times where I've been in lodge, and it's been about 50-50. Um, um, I'd say right now we're about 70-30. Which way? Uh, women. 70% women, 70% okay. men. Um, but again, there are, we have, a, there's a number of men who have left the masculine um, oh, orders yeah. for various reasons. And come to and us. Come yeah, to us. we have a few too. Yeah. And um, they also are very interesting people who live interesting lives and have like, you know, some of them are in India right now or have gone Traveling. to finish their PhD or, you know, or gone and will come back and I mean obviously that's true of all that's not specific to a gender um, just our members in general but 
Yeah, it kind of fluctuates, but I would say predominantly um, female. Female most of the time, like yeah. not predominantly. Um, Percentage-wise, a larger percentage of. I, is that what predominantly? I thought means? that's what predominantly. <laughs> yeah, is. I think that's what that. Means. It sounded right when you said it. Okay, and well, I was right then. Heather, do you think I was? Um, I actually asked some of the other members, uh, older, not that they're older in age, but older in Masonic age, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get the feeling that we're like about sixty-five percent female across the in order. the federation. I don't know that at yeah, all. Yeah, that's what that's what that I got, and it's not right, an but... accurate by any means. So nobody call me and scream at me. Um, but I think it's about sixty-five percent uh, women in the entire federation. And that's in the Ladrahu Yeah, chapter? and that's international. Okay. It's international, so it's our organization. Um, and we're in Europe, we're in Africa, I mean, we're all over the world. So it's for mostly uh, 65% women. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's you know, a rough guesstimate <laughs> from some higher powers than me. I could probably look it up if we really want to know. Uh, I don't think the yeah. Let's Sit in Silence and like yeah. Google Stuff show is a terribly great one. <laughs> no, I think I tried that and it didn't work out well. Hmm. Okay. You know, I listen to that every day I drive and don't turn any audio on in my car. You're just Googling? No, I'm just, I'm listening to the sounds think, of people Googling. You're thinking of things to Google? Does that count? Uh, mostly I'm just wishing I had a better side view mirror. Whoa. <laughs> uh, so, uh, the mix, at, the gender mix at your lodges is predominantly female, but it, like, varies over time. Um... And the local lodge, as I understand it, is 100% male, which is uh, why... The local here, yeah, yeah. Uh, the um, federation here is male. Okay. Traditional mainstream. Oh, know, no, that, that is a symptom of me not understanding the question. It's okay. Uh, what is the percentage of your Grand Lodge? Okay, or so is that, that was what you were talking about? Yeah, the Grand so Lodge. So the Grand Lodge is the, the chapter, the as I was calling it. It's also the, the Grand Lodge is the overarching... Lodge that oversees all of the lodges beneath it. And that's Le Humain. Yes. Okay. But we're all Le Okay, so cool. That question is answered, and I can move on. He's confusing me, and I know these things. (laughs) I'm like, I don't know anymore. I don't even know. Let's just have another drink. Oh, this is trouble. Uh, So, in your mixed gender lodges, um, is there tension caused by having men and women work together? Like... Is it is it hard for boys and girls to be masons to at the same time? No, <laughs> like, I think it's quite beautiful um, because we get to see something really amazing happen when you have the masculine and the feminine energies mixed. And it's like what Heather had touched upon earlier that we all have masculine and feminine energy within us. It's just the balance and what makes one person more feminine or masculine than the other is just more of the energy than the former, you know, the former, the latter. And I think that when you work together in a ritualistic setting um, and ceremonial magic, oh, not really magic, I don't want to say that word, but like uh, in a ceremonial setting, it's just really beautiful to have those two opposing forces um integrated into one which is kind of like the purpose of life you know like to integrate opposites into that unity i don't know if i'm saying that right but that's i liked it yeah (laughs) it's kind of where i'm feeling it i don't know 
like strength and diversity kind of thing. Exactly. That is how humans have survived. Yeah. I mean, there's only 50% male and 50% women, and there's no other options, so work together. It's kind of nice. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I absolutely agree. Like, having both genders in the lodge to me just feels right and certainly doesn't cause any more, I don't know how the question was worded now. Tension. Uh, any more tension than exists between humans yeah. in general. I mean, like, there's always going to be tensions that arise and you sublimate them and learn from them and... Um, but... So, like, even even in the case of romantic entanglements, as is written so on this... So that love triangle so that in does... your triangle? <laughs> uh, sorry. I think I get that one. <laughs> you got that one? Okay, good. Uh, it does happen. And I've never been in a lodge that does not have that sort of... Mm. Um, married Interaction. Couples. Yeah. Uh, we have a couple married, uh, married couples... And they work, it's like any lodge, when you walk into lodge, you leave the outside behind and you're in a very sacred spot. And I would say to the, um, anybody who's in a masculine lodge, I mean, certainly there must be some dating that at least has occurred or could occur within your lodge as well. Um, <laughs> welcome to 2017. Yes, like, girl. this is not a yes. challenge that's going to be specific to women, women and men. And men. Mm-hmm. Um, so certainly, yes, there are like tensions that arise between any number of relationship structures within a lodge or any other organization. But I don't think that's unique to the Dwakaman. Yeah. And I've so, never witnessed any anything. I mean... So you're saying that when, like, Tom and Becky Mason, like, are having a tiff in their... Relationship. In their relationship, it it doesn't completely distract you from your ability to seek the truth of the universe? Tom and Becky Mason leave their shit outside, and they come in, and they're Masons. They're no longer Tom and Becky. They're just Mason and Mason. But they're different genders. How can they do that? I'm sorry. Oh, no. I'm sorry. It's Stop. just they're humans, and that's the same species. So I guess it it works. I, I don't know. Guess. So so you're against yeah. there being adults. like dog masons, but humans uh, are okay. My cat is a mason. I I she's totally a mason. And how and does your knows, lodge master feel? Lodge master feel about? She that? actually knows way more about the universe, so we take advice from her. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. She is. Cats are cats. She's the supreme leader of the world of the universe. She's the grand architect. I mean, that's it's my cat. That's true of every cat, according to the person. I'm done with everything now. I've found the purpose. I can leave. Take care of that cat. Uh, Okay, so I, I guess that kind of covers it for how does. Being a female mason in a like yeah men and women working community. Um, what about like other differences in like background and perspective? Uh, does your grand lodge allow atheists to become members? Heather. Yes. Yes. Of course do. we do. Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> we do. Um, we do not hold any dogmatic um, beliefs. Um, um, what we do have on our altar, our volumes, is sacred. Um, BSK, BSL, and our lodge mm. might be different. So there are different um, ritual. Ritual v- options within Ludwig Homan. LVSK, yeah, it's um, different. So we have the American Federation and Never Saddle Evergreen Triangle. And Valerie has the Lauderdale ritual yes. in LA. So, so we keep our, our our books, our sacred books open during uh, rituals. And we have the uh, Masonic Bible open as well as um, other works that people would feel... So if an atheist were to join and they could, you know, um, they don't have a Bible that they follow, but they could put a, a notebook or they could put any um, philosophy that they follow, like uh, Socrates, you know, his works on there, whatever, you know. Um, it's, it's anyone who's seeking light authentically. We okay. welcome into our federation. And, I mean, we do have a pretty rigorous... Uh, um, screening, <laughs> you know, not just anybody could just walk in and be like, "Hey, I want to be a part of your organization." Um, we go through the same process as yeah. the male lodges, to the best of my understanding. Super rigorous. I mean, it took me a year of interviews before I was even called in for a um, a formal interview. Let's put it like that. It was about a year and a half before I was initiated. So I mean, it, it, you know, they make sure you're on it for the right reason. But uh, definitely, we, we're not dogmatic, and um, we welcome everybody, whether they are male or female, um, Catholic, Christian, atheist, uh, Satanist, Hindu, <laughs> Satanist, yes, American, Catist. Uh, Colombian, whatever nationality they are, we welcome everybody. We're a humanist organization, if you will. Couldn't That's have said way. anything better than that. Awesome. <laughs> cool. Uh, so, is there language about freedom of conscience in your ritual and obligations? And also, what does freedom of conscience mean? <laughs> what is that? So, freedom of conscience is basically you are free to think whatever you want to think, and you are free to believe whatever you want to believe, as long as it doesn't infringe upon um, others' right to conscious freedom of consciousness or right to be who they are or human. Um, so I don't I don't know that there's actually a wording in the ritual about freedom of consciousness. Uh, I know we have yeah, I know it, we've talked about it. It's been in things that we've discussed. Um, it's not really in the ritual. But um, you know, it, it's it's just let people believe what they want to believe and um, just allow people to be who they are, you know, and not and judge them on it. And it are men. Yeah. So it's, it's, uh, basically a, like, Masonic translation of the philosophy live and let live. Um, well, it's not really Masonic because the, <laughs> the traditional male masonry does not, uh, allow atheists to join their organization. Oh. And they are more inclined to the Catholicism, Christian order. Um, I mean, I don't know if some of the lodges locally or, or you know, anywhere have um, 
kind of changed that, but so it certainly was birthed out of a, a, a culture, society where that you're going to Christianity. <laughs> that would not <laughs> be appropriate here. It's a bad word. Stay away from that word. <laughs> where Christianity was the dominant yeah. thought structure. So, um, in my opinion, it was part of its necessary for its mm-hmm. own existence and acceptance socially to have an appearance of being Christian in nature. Yeah. Um, but at its at its heart, it's not you know a, a religious organization at no, all by any means but there are certainly things that like have made it more acceptable throughout the ages to have it be and also because people that are you know that were making the rituals largely came out of that belief system so there's certainly some yeah overflow into it they but because thought all good men must be christians yeah mm-hmm. and i mean that was a the times that they were in and the places that it started and um Mm-hmm. So it sounds like some of the chapters of uh, Grand Lodge, some of the orders of Freemasonry um, have a much more like structured, you have to like think a certain way and share the same cultural context as us, mm-hmm. uh, barrier to entry. Yeah. Um, so it's like the freedom of consciousness. Which, okay. Or at least be open to, like, using those symbols, even yeah. if they don't resonate with you. Yeah. Basically, like, be willing to... What, I don't even know what to say. Take an oath Let's, on a Bible? Yeah. Swear like, on a Bible? Swear on a Bible. Like, you're in the, yeah. in the courtroom and you've yeah. got the Bible out. Yeah, what like, we well, use. Well, so, like, Ledroit Humane, you can... Uh, you can swear on any work of literature that uh, speaks to you and that you believe is so. Bible. If if That's I were to a blank book, if yeah. you consider that to be truth, like that is your prerogative. Yeah. Okay, so if I were to uh, like partake in a Masonic ritual that involved me swearing on a book, I could like I could pick a text that is personally sacred to me. In Le Droit Humain, which is co-masonic. Oh, so it got... Yeah, you've got to right, remember right, 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 in right. our... This is in, very, in our your order. order is very different. Um, I we could... have a lot of the same principles, and we do a lot of the same rituals, and we follow a lot of the, the same... Um, adhere to the same policies, but with this exception. Uh, it's it, a, a very fine point. Where yeah. like There's a pretty significant difference, really. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. To, to be able to use a a text that you find personally sacred, sacred. Yeah. Uh, sacred. rather Perfect than word. the one that the organization that finds. So yeah. it's more important that it has... So it's important to the organization that the act that you're undertaking has meaning and truth to yes. you as the participant. Yes, that you find to... it sacred. Because, you know, you're not going to swear on something. Like, if you didn't believe in the Holy Bible and you swore on it, it wouldn't be validated. It wouldn't be truth to you, you know, because you don't really believe in it, so you'll swear on it. But to take something that is uh, sacred is the best word you could use to you and defines your beliefs and who you are as a person and then swear on it, it takes on a whole different meaning. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And in the converse, if uh, if you have a hundred people in a room who, 
Like, if you have one person in a room who, like, swears in on a Bible because that's the book you use, and the Bible has no, like, personal truth to them, uh, it could stand to reason that you would have a hundred people in a room who all felt that way when swearing in on a mm -hmm. Bible, but all, like, were under the impression that it'd be important for the community yeah. that you swear it in on a Bible, even, be even though nobody there actually felt that way. Because it's an underlying precept of the culture. Yeah, kind of takes away the significance and the and the oh, it, the, the the heaviness of yeah. it. Almost, the it almost it almost sounds like like if you're if you're not really believing what you're doing, then it's almost pageantry. Wow, that's a great word for somebody who's not into masonry. <laughs> <You> know, like, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I yeah, oh, yeah, okay. No, but yeah, I mean, you nailed it. That's exactly it. Yep. Yeah, it's an all for show if it's if it's not it's not internal. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like okay. you said, initiation happens internally way before you step foot in the lodge. That. I you know I think I'm starting to get it. Starting to get it. Like a little it. bit. I, like the external expression of it would be less important or less what's significant. Yeah. You know, it wouldn't. It wouldn't, the external wouldn't mirror the internal. If the internal process resonated with you and the external process was on something that you did not consider sacred, yeah. the two would not mirror yeah. themselves. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think he got like, it. He got enough again. I'm not sure that he got You it. lost me a little bit there. <laughs> yeah. But what I, th what, what I got out of that is like, you can't seek truth if you don't believe in the actions that you're taking. That's also actually yeah. very well put. Okay. Cool. Um, I'm gonna like. We're gonna invite you to ride our ponies. Oh hell yes! Uh, you can be an honorary guest on the ponies. On the pony. Uh, can I swear in on a pony? Yes, if you find it sacred enough. Oh dear God! I'm so glad this is an actual question I have to answer right now. <laughs> Next question. Uh, He's going to show up at Lodge with me, Pony. And they're all going to look at you. Like, what did you do? <laughs> well, we're, you know, Portland can... <laughs> Portland is weird. We're going to keep it weird. It's a whole new game here, kids. Pony Lodge. Pony Lodge. Pony Lodge. the name. Uh, if I can have a pony, I'm in. <laughs> oh, we might have got our first uh, guy. Here we go. Here we go. Second, we're actually. Second. We got one coming. Yeah. What? Initiated two months, three months ago. Oh, but for the port In, into oh, Pony yeah, Lodge. Possible, or? possibly. Uh, no, sorry. We're ma we're Portland Masons. We're making Portland Masons. Okay. We are talking amongst ourselves and not acknowledging the mic in the room. Please yes. spare me the Mason Excuse gossip. Us. I I really can't relate to that. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I think I have one more question for you about like your uh, your like lodge action that you do um and then i think we should take a quick break yeah and uh drink some more drink some water drink some I drink more said more but i think he needs water <laughs> i need water I i've been talking a lot it's almost empty now i'll let oh me keep boy. an eye on it oh boy and if it gets empty i will give you more water Anyway, hopefully we fix this in post. I think My we can edit that out. This probably our water yeah. conversation is uh, <laughs> riveting. This, riveting. This is this is a podcast about esoterica and beer, so I think water has. No I place think we. In. I think this. Yeah, I don't yeah. think we have places. So, <laughs> uh, in <laughs> may in uh like 
the more established. I don't know. I'm not. I'm, I feel weird about using the word mainstream. Masonry? Okay, in Freemason? some Freemasonry, uh, <laughs> it is said that Masonry can make good men better. Uh, is there an equivalent tagline in your organization? No. <laughs> well, we I, don't. it's not like an official, but um, possibly United in Diversity. Um, and I've seen it on the, on our web page. Yeah, that's a good one. We don't have it as not as much of a timeline. Yeah. It's kind of a slogan, I guess. Yeah, we don't we, really have a thing. We don't have a thing like that. Um, we don't do a whole lot of marketing or advertising. Yeah. Um, we, we, we are receptive mm-hmm. to people who are interested and come and wish to pursue their path, but we're not necessarily out there um, creating taglines of, yeah. of that sort. If anything, I would say the closest thing we have to that is just the general um, statement, which is part of our part of the ritual and also on the website and elsewhere, um, of just working to the perfection of humanity. Perfect. Okay. Perfect. Okay. That's it. That's it. We're gonna we're <laughs> gonna put that on bumper sticker. <laughs> working towards the perfection of humanity. Ponies for the Ponies perfection. Ponies for the people. Ponies for perfection. Perfect Pony Lodge. Perfect Ponies for the people in Portland. (laughs) This went very wrong somewhere. It really did. I'm sorry, and you're welcome. (laughs) So, uh, here's a word that I barely comprehend its meaning in the context of what we're talking about. Um, Your ritual. Uh, what is it? What am I allowed to know about it? Not as a mason. And uh, from where does it come? Can you tell us about where your ritual comes from? Uh, is my question as it is written. Okay, so... France. Okay. <laughs> from France, the end. <laughs> so we do have different rituals that we work, um, as I touched on earlier. Um... But the original founder, um, you know what order he came out of, or oh, um, George Martin. Yeah, I don't. He was from. He was a Freemason. He was from France. France. He was um, French. <laughs> Man, it's a long <laughs> haul here. We're getting foggy. Um, George Martin was a Freemason, and the the work, the ritual that was originally done in Le Dwapaman came from his order. So that's where it came from. Um, throughout the years, it's adopted a number of different options that you could work, such as the American Federation ritual and the Lauderdale ritual. And the George Martin uh, ritual, which they study, um, they practice. I know in Miami, they use the George, the George Martin ritual. Um, in my lodge in California, we use the Lauderdale ritual, and then yours in Seattle uses the American mm-hmm. ritual. The American Federation. Yeah. yeah. And some of those are more flowery than others. Some of them are more simple. You can also do the work in French or English. You have the option. Um, and each lodge upon its creation can make that decision, from what I understand. I've never gone through that process myself, but... Um, other than that, obviously I'm not able to confirm this and wouldn't want to put anybody in the position of trying to confirm this, but what I understand, it's very similar to 
uh, mainstream or masculine or whatever word you want to use, Freemasonry. Different rituals for different lodges throughout yeah. the, the world. Yeah. But we all have at our core the similar degree work. Um, we're also, we also do the um, Scottish Rite mm-hmm. and York. And York. Yeah. Um, rituals. So I know that doesn't mean a whole lot to you, Cadman, but it will too. Some of the listeners probably. Maybe uh, <laughs> if there is one listener still with us at this point, besides my cat. Oh yeah, she's really definitely sad. monitoring it. She thinks we're idiots. It's done. <laughs> so. I mean, if we were smart, we'd have like big dumb things taking care of us all the time. Yeah. And, like, grooming me. Grooming and feeding yeah. and cleaning up after nonstop in exchange for basically nothing. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. We clearly just have to look cute, which we obviously can all do. You can't see us, but we're cute. We're cute. As discussed, my shoes are pretty nice. He's got nice shoes, and we're pretty cute. And we have ponies. (laughs) I think we should take a break. (laughs) So, we are taking a break, and after this, we are going to uh, talk about some... Nope, I don't understand these questions enough to talk about them in advance. Some more Mason stuff. Break time. They told me that they would cut out whatever happens next and we don't have to stop recording. I hope that's true. Eric just said, feel free to sign off. Talk about the website Poop Tacos. What does that mean? He might mean Robo? No. Poop Tacos. That's Poop Tacos? Alright, so we are back, wonderful podcast listeners, and we are going to wrap things up with a lightning round. We have ten questions, and we're going to try and get through them all. We're definitely going to hit the last one. But first, first, Heather, uh, in mainstream Mason... Oh, no, we covered that one. Uh, Have your esoteric or occult interests, which were a big draw for you uh, in seeking out masonry, grown since your initiation? Yes, absolutely. Um, they have grown since my initiation in Freemasonry, but also just since I kind of came to my senses about <laughs> a lot of things in life. Yeah. And I think once you look past the layer of uh, you know what you, what you see in reality, then you can't help but keep searching. So absolutely. Um, I am not a member of any other orders currently. But I am interested in them and would like to at some point in time. Yes. Valerie? Um, me, tenfold. Yeah, I'm super interested. Um, I am a member with the Rosicrucian Fellowship, and I am um, trying to get involved with another organization. So it's the search for knowledge continues always till the end of time. Cool. The end. And uh, in your pursuits, how have your interactions with uh, mainstream Freemasons gone? Like, how, how's that been, Valerie? Um, I've only encountered one sourpuss, and, um, you know, I just kind of tried to, to talk to him logically, and when it didn't work out, I said, okay, well, love and light, and God bless you, brother, <laughs> and uh, have a nice life, you know, peace out. That was it. Everything, everybody else has really been very accepting and open, uh, believe it or not. Even if they're not accepting and open in public, they are super accepting and open in private conversations, so. Hmm. Kind of like that nobody actually believes on believes in the book scenario we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Interesting. Basically. Heather? Uh, 
yeah, I haven't actually had any negative experiences at all. Everybody that I've talked to has been very open and welcoming and curious. The um, correlation between the path of Prince Hall into the order Mm -hmm. has been brought up in reference to Lidwagumon a number of times. And most of the time I'm I'm met with uh, curiosity that's a tentative curiosity because I think there is an interest in general in what the other gender is is up to perhaps but um, obviously challenging for uh, communication reasons (laughs) but very very positive and definitely from my end as we recognize male masons it's, it's always felt like I was speaking to a brother yeah and so in your time pursuing masonry, have you noticed an overall change in how your interactions with these more traditional, can I say traditional? Yeah, you can say traditional. Uh, masons have gone? Like, has, has there been any growth on that end, or has it always just started out kind of nice? Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of growth. Uh, uh, I, really defi- I definitely have seen um, more um, acceptance, and um, I've actually been in... Um, well, at this at question will come up later, but I, I think um, I've been in the situation where there have been members of the uh, traditional order in a lodge setting, and mm, they were not supposed to be there, but they joined us anyway to to talk about their um, excitement for the future and the possibility of. Um, co-masonry becoming uh, sort of a norm, if you will. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So it's like definitely been a process. It's a process. I mean, it's, it's a slow, slow road, um, but just like Prince Hall was a super slow road, if you think of, you know, how long masonry's been around to when they were accepted. It's, it's, it's going to be a long haul, but there's a lot, there's a lot more interest in, ex- in maybe, you know, maybe we never will, maybe the two shall never meet, but there's a lot more um, acceptance and uh, genuine genuinity genuinity sure <laughs> that's the word I'm trying to think genuine um, acceptance let's just leave it like that move on <laughs> thanks so in your lodge and Masonic practice uh, do you learn ceremonial magic techniques uh, as uh, I have never practice ceremonial magic so I don't know what in our ritual or lodge work may actually be ceremonial magic so I'm not the best person to answer that. And uh, what about techniques involving sacred geometry or the art of memory? Yes and yes. Okay. Valerie, yes same questions. Yes. yes and yes and uh, I am only a fellow craft so if there is ceremonial magic that happens past that I could not say but I have not encountered it just yet. Okay. And what can you tell us about St. Germain and his relationship with your Masonic tradition? Uh, well, St. Germain is known as the master of initiatic ceremony, um, and he's the master of the seven rays, so to speak. So everybody, uh, all of humanity is each on a certain ray, so whether it be the arts, the science, uh, God, I can't think of mathematics, whatever it might be, we are all on one of these rays, and he is like the perfected, he's like the master of all masters, Um, he's mastered all the seven rays, and so he is, you know, 
the perfected one. And, and I know that um, the um, American Federation, uh, American um, ritual does not really... Um, the one I practice. The one that Heather's joins, uh, joins is with doesn't really um, discuss it much because it is more of a theosophical um, uh, uh, person, you know, uh, of entity, or I don't know how to say the word. Uh, it's more of a theosophical background. So um, in the Lauderdale ritual, we do recognize him, and he does um, reside in our lodge. Okay, and... Um I think I'm going to have to cut to the end here and uh, ask what I think is a pretty odd question, um, but I'm going to go with it. Can you share with us, your uninitiated listeners, um, your lodge's secret pancake recipe? I, I'm unfortunately, it is one of our highest obligations, and I could not. It's super secret. It's like the most secret. Masonic thing that there is, and it's just there's no way, right, Heather? We can't tell our secret pancake recipe. There's just no way. Uh, I actually got permission permission from <gasps> our right worshipful master. You did. Oh my I goodness. requested it specifically, and I have that for you. Masonic secrets happening right now. This is crazy. This is like my I'm breaking news. I'm breaking shocked. news. Never before <laughs> witnessed. Uh, anywhere outside of the secret and initiated Masonic Lodge uh, is this pancake recipe that Heather is going to read to you right now. Alright, secret pancake recipe. Make your usual batter using melted butter instead of shortening. Stir in grated apples and chopped walnuts and some cinnamon. The end. The end. Masonic secrets unlocked. Is your mind blown? A, a little bit, yeah. So, how would you feel about an all-female lodge? Is that something that you would join? Uh, there are all-female lodges, and I personally would never join. Um, it just—it's just promoting the thing I don't want to promote, which division. is division. Yeah. Yeah, as you were saying, like you find that the. The like mixing of perspectives and ideas yeah. is what helps your community of truth seekers like really yeah absolutely activate. How can you how can you know the truth of humanity if you're only getting fifty percent of the um, answers? <laughs> you know, like you're, there's a whole fifty percent that you're not asking or seeking or talking with or discussing and 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 the mixtures of on the esoteric level the energies is just um, the balance. You know, you can't be balanced if you're all uh, water and no air, you know, has to, do you understand now? the yeah. elements? That, <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, yeah. no, yeah. but I'm going to nod my head yeah. like I do. Like you have to have a balance of, of all of the uh, possible elements and energies, I think so. so yeah, I agree. Yeah. Okay. Um, and do you, so in your, like, irregular... Lodge, uh, do you recognize mainstream uh, Freemasonry, like the the groups that have the stricter rules of about? Yeah. Okay, yes, so like we do because we we allow we are Freemasonry for men and women is often how we will describe ourselves, um, and we absolutely allow anyone 
of any gender or identity to um, come in. So we absolutely recognize the male-only lodges. Um, if they wanted to visit, they could. Yeah. Um, it doesn't go both ways, we understand that, and that's complex, and I get it, yeah. um, but we absolutely would welcome I them. Mean, we would have to go through we have to. the process of proving them as a... Oh, you know, and, of a mason, a real of, mason. Yeah. But they, we have to because, you know, all of these organizations are based on the uh, ancient mystery schools, you know, um, that were studied in the time of Pythagoras and of Hermes Trismegistus and all, you know, going back into time, all these ancient schools of mysteries. And uh, masonry is one of the last remnants of those. So uh, being co-masons, you know, we follow the same school. So if, if... we didn't recognize them, it would be pretty foolish and asinine. It really wouldn't make any sense if we didn't. So. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so if, if a... Um, and, and so you do allow visitation to your of lodge. Of course, And yeah. that, that makes sense, really, because if you're about like building this community of masonry, then as long as you're a mason, you're a mason, exactly. even if you don't think that I'm a mason. Yeah. Uh, we, we have visitations from... Um, traditional Masonic uh, male male Masonic lodges as and we also have visitation from um, the Grand Lodge of Belgium which is all female Masons visit our lodge all the time and um, we have members who are married to masculine Masons and they will come in with their wives or their husband or not their husbands in our lodge but their wives and they will sometimes uh, sit in through the um, beginning and then when we open lodge they will politely walk out because it is against their um, their rules to be in an open lodge clandestine lodge and we totally respect that and honor that we understand 100% yeah okay so in in getting visits from uh, male members of male only lodges that may not recognize your lodge as legitimate wait uh regular either way what okay the The words that i read earlier um does your lodge does your lodge take any measures to like keep them from getting in trouble to... no we put it on facebook we take a picture of them no, we send it to fox news yeah alert alert uh, no, oh, of course, yeah. We we um we respect humanity to such a level that uh, we would never intentionally cause uh, strife for any um, human, much less a brother. Yeah, and one thing that I found particularly kind of comical is the right word, but it it made me chuckle reading that that question, hearing that question because. Uh, in order for us to quote unquote out a, a brother to his um, master lodge or whatever the correct terminology is, they would have to communicate with us. <laughs> yeah, they don't. We don't know their numbers. They're not <laughs> going to answer. Really, them not going to do. So <laughs> it's kind of a non-issue, but we also would absolutely um, be prudent and careful and respectful. Absolutely. Of someone else's need for privacy. <laughs> that is very considerate of you. <laughs> Thanks. Okay. We're considerate. If not, if, if only. I guess that's the right word. 
So so if uh, if a like traditional male mason visited your lodge, um, but didn't want to be like outed to his community, his community uh, mm-hmm. as somebody who Calls is to the carpet. Open to the idea of like permitting women to be masons or to participate or to in participate the in the craft, uh, and they wanted to or keep even their... just asking questions. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so if if this person came to your lodge and wanted their visit to be like kept a secret and off the books, can you do you do that? Oh or yeah, is like, and okay. no, we don't tell it. We wouldn't tell anybody that <laughs> we don't. There's not like a bulletin that we can be like. So and so, right worshipful master was sitting here with us, and they partic- they played with us today. <laughs> no, like we don't. They wrote the poems. There's just no way anybody would ever know. So yeah. we welcome um, all brethren to join us and ask questions and feel free to uh, maybe call that curiosity or even uh, maybe hopefully inspire them to think outside the box a little bit. You are welcome, and we'd love to meet you. <laughs> come, 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 come to for us. the ponies. <laughs> Stay for the ponies. My taglines are just falling flat. Yeah. All I right. Mean, yeah, I, I can't top ponies. I think I'm just going to call it here. And we're done. The end. And, um, whoa, with that, <laughs> we're done. We have reached the end of our interview. That's and great. Welcome back, Eric, who thanks, is here thanks. to close the podcast. Uh, thanks for listening to this hopefully amusing interview. Do you guys feel like you're amazing? Always. Uh, always. I certainly feel like they're amazing. He's amazed. At- Cadman looks like he's been enlightened. I think he's going to join one of our organizations. Only, only if there's ponies. It yeah, might be they, ours because we promised I was ponies. promised ponies. <laughs> oh, well, we, we can't... And bare naked pony riding, so... Oh, we definitely... You can't compete, guys. No, nope. yeah, we actually, only have goats. Sorry. We're goats only. <laughs> hmm. Oh, goats are right, tough. So, I like goats. Thank you for listening to My Alchemical Bromance. You can find us on the web at myalchemicalbromance.com. And Heather said that there was a Portland Mason study group thing on Facebook that you could reach out, and it can be found by searching for... Just Google Ledwahumon Portland or Ledwahumon... Spell it, spell it. Ledwahumane. L-E. Well, we'll link to it. We'll link to it. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. there we go. All right, you can find a link to that in the podcast. Thanks, Cadman. I'm sure you've been an amazing guest host. Has he been an amazing yes. guest? Yes, he's been super amazing. It sounds like you have a we much filled his better podcasting voice than I do. Yeah, and I hope that you didn't like Joey out at any point. <laughs> a little bit, maybe. Okay, cool. we talked about my shoes. We yes, there, we need to. We need to put a picture. picture. We said, yeah. yeah oh, okay, we'll do on. that. But first of all, let's stop recording. All right. Goodbye.